Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35 and TikTok at AGSpartanFan35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into episode 162 of the TFS pod. We uh, This will be our second to last one of uh, February, and then it's March. Cannot wait for that. Um, college basketball is running rampant. We love it. Um, NHL, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Michigan State hockey trying to win a Big Ten championship this weekend uh, in Madison. Or I'm no. sorry, it's at home. Home. No, That's this right. weekend against Ohio State. Next weekend. In okay. Madison. Okay. But Ohio State, Ohio, Ohio State we swept can, Wisconsin. I think we can clinch week. though if we win this. Mm-hmm. Win this series, which is awesome. Um, big for Michigan State. They have a shot at another Frozen Four. Um, NFL uh, free agency coming up. We can talk about that in a few episodes. Um, NBA sucks. Golf. We're getting into the into the West Coast swing being over Mexico, and then we're going to Florida. I'm excited for that. I always love those tournaments. Um, but yeah, here we go. Uh, podium. NCAA EA Sports College Football coming back in July or August of this year. I, they dropped a trailer last week. It's been teased for a long time. Um, I've been waiting since 2013 for this to happen. Um, I am. This is my favorite game of all time. Um, I, I, I just love it. I still play it on my PS3 um, of, of all consoles, um, and I, I just love it. And it, I'm so excited that it's coming back um, to, to, for, uh, for, for people my age, for people a little older than me. Um, it's it's going to be amazing. Um, wow. I cannot wait. The trailer gave me goosebumps, and that tells me. I don't even like video games much anymore, but we need this. Um as we speak, do they follow them on the three? They must have. Illinois just followed. Illinois just blew a ten or twelve point lead with like two and a half minutes to go. Penn State in a three. Penn State had a three rim out like three times to to go ahead by one. He's shooting three free throws, drain oh the first. Goodness. Giving you a little bit of live commentary here. 89-88 with four point two seconds to go. Illinois has no timeouts left. Penn State has one timeout left. So you get a little bonus action live from the pod. And wow. he tied the game. Penn State has missed a ton of free throws tonight, too. They should bring well, while we're at it, they should bring back NCAA basketball. That was my favorite game of all time. They have made that since 2009. Um, so it's been a while yeah, there. The gates will probably be open with the other one. Hopefully. And he made three all in a row. three clutch. I, think, I feel like Illinois is going to make a there shot. There go. Illinois has got... They doubled Shannon. See, he's going to get a shot. Oh, man, he got all the way to the rim. Oh, he missed, missed it. it. Oh, my goodness. We have a court storm. Oh, it's like Michigan State-Iowa all over again. For anybody who did not watch Holy this Penn State-Illinois game, um, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night? I don't know. I just got back to Dallas. Wednesday night, Penn State played in Rec Hall, which has clearly been refurbished since the old days. But when they joined the Big Ten, that's where they played. It seats maybe 7,000. Literally, the fans around the edge are on top of you. I mean, there's like a foot and a half radius 
uh, of sideline and the fans are right there and it is a major court storm. And this is exactly why Penn State blow up the Bryce Jordan yeah, and play in this place. Because or make it's a, a play small like it's that. It's a true home court advantage. Um, and the Big Ten madness continues. So, all right, my podium, I, I didn't watch it because you know, if you listen to the pod, I absolutely hate the NBA. It was some what did one team score two hundred points? Yes, like what a joke! And I get it. Back in my day, even when the All Star game was something to watch, it would be like one hundred and forty to one hundred and thirty or whatever. But football long ago dropped the Pro Bowl, and we have this nonsense with flag football and stuff. Hockey, I think, still plays a game, but they play some weird variety yeah, of weird like format. three periods and kind of a weird format. The school skill stuff is cool. And the NBA is an absolute joke. Guys don't care. Guys don't do the dunk contest. Guys don't do this. Guys don't do that. You know, like the only true all-star game that is still somewhat left is MLB. And that's still not And it's still not as good as it used to be. Like when I was a kid, I remember you looked forward to that. And there was a fan component to it like there still is, but it wasn't as fan. So you couldn't just completely stuff the ballot box and have crappy players from your favorite team play. Um and, you know, looking at it now, MLB, I think, can still kind of right the ship a little bit. But really, just give those guys the day off. And here you go. Just have a home run derby contest and figure out some other pitching skills thing, maybe. And even then, why blow out your arm, right? Like, so I have a home run derby. Call it good. Football, you don't need any of that BS. That was the week before the Super Bowl. That was an epic. That was like, you may as well be playing Rockford Community Ed flag football. A joke. None of that stuff matters. I don't care about any of the skills. None of the players care. Get rid of it. NBA, if you bring back the old dunk contest where guys actually wanted to do it, like when Blake Griffin jumped over a car and, you know, uh, Vince was doing his dunks and, you know, back in the days of MJ and Dominique. But now you got like Mac McClung who... He's a great dunker. He won it again. I didn't see any of the dunks, but um, is like barely hanging out by a thread in the G League. Nobody cares. Like the three-point contest, okay, fine. But the biggest thing there was the quote-unquote battle of the sexes. Steph against the whatever her name was from the WNBA. Like it's a joke. People don't want to play. It's The game is a joke. Nobody takes it seriously. In the 80s, when I was growing up, it was battles. It was for pride. Like – Magic and Bird still went at it because they didn't like each other. I mean, they respected each other, but they didn't like each other. MJ wanted to do his thing. Like, guys wanted to do their thing. And it's just like, it's a total waste of time. It's all for show. Nobody cares. The NBA is terrible basketball product anyway. Like, just go away. Get rid of, I I make an executive decision right now. Get rid of all-star games. Minus maybe major leagues if you can kind of salvage it. Get rid of them. Period. I agree. Um, it's a joke. All right, tee up of the week. This was an easy one. Um, if you Michigan State fans, Michigan fans, if you listen, if you watch them, Michigan fans probably wouldn't agree. Michigan but. fans don't care because their basketball team is literally the worst basketball team they've had in two decades since Brian Ellerby. Yeah, but it's bad. Gus Johnson. Let me just yeah. Let's just oh. let's just set it up. Started promoting this in the first half. We're going to be talking to Michigan's old new head ball coach Sharon Moore in the in the second half. First of all, why not do it? At halftime, because this is what happened. I think it was after the first TV timeout. They brought in old ball coach, as Gus likes to call him, and he's you thirty six. He's like old. slobbering all over him. Um, and his legs folded. This is all. You, this is all you need to know. 
during about five minutes of actual live game action, I actually put it on mute, so I can't even say if Jimmy Jackson was trying to call it. I felt bad for him. Gus Johnson was not even squared up to the court. He was squared up to Sharon Moore, who was at least looking at the court um, and interviewing him as if there was no basketball game going on and nothing else. And I get it. Michigan sucks this year. And Michigan State's not that great either, but it's still a rivalry game. It still is an important game. It's still a big game in the grand scheme of things. It's on national television. It's on national television, and you spend five minutes – interviewing the new Michigan football coach, who, by the way, is probably going to be hamstrung because they still cheated. Just because Jim went away doesn't mean they didn't cheat. Might not have been Sharon, but they cheated. I like Gus Johnson used to be must-hear, must-watch, must-see TV. I mean, probably the last time that I liked what he did was his excitement calling the Michigan State-Michigan football game in 2021. Beyond that, he, I'm sorry, he's worthless. He's gone the way of, and Dick Vitale at least does a million things for for people and cancer and is a giving person. But you know how his shtick wore thin on you about 20 years ago? That's where Gus is now. It's like he can't stand the test of time like a raft or some of these other guys who are around and around and around because they just call the game like it is. They have their things, like referee has onions and little lingerie on the deck. Those are his rafterisms, if you will. But Gus is just so hyperbole slobbers over Michigan more than ever. I mean, like, he's talking trash to Jim Jackson. But like, Gus, you didn't go to Michigan. I think you went to Syracuse. Probably. I don't care if you're from Detroit. Then go to Michigan. Like, stop already. It, it's not endearing to Michigan State fans. It's not endearing to people who hate Michigan, which, newsflash, is everybody that didn't go to or shop at Walmart for their Michigan gear. Like, people don't care. I, it's just, it's... It's too bad. Like, can we just do a straight swap? Give me, give me McDonough, and you can have Gus ESPN, so we never have to hear him again. Yeah, I mean, it, it was ridiculous, and he's you know ah, the, the he's he's talking about the big house and all that. It's like, dude, this is just you know, who's got it better after Michigan State he wins that game got it better than on a ten zero run. Who's got it better than us? That's a Jim Harbaugh thing. Like, put your wiener back in your pants, Gus. Stop, you know, trying to get it out in front of the Michigan people. We don't care. Maybe a few Michigan fans, but I think even they probably don't care. And honestly, they probably weren't watching the game because that's how bad Michigan is. So just ridiculous. Stupid. Really bad. Um, All right, we're going to four quarters this week because we don't have NFL. We'll probably shift back and forth to five spots and whatever as we go. But we'll go four quarters this week. So first quarter and Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorships and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. All right. You want uh, to start with this, Ryan, or you want me to give you, like, I'll just give you my my power rankings, and then you can then we can go from there. Yeah, how, that's, how do you want to do that's it? That's fine. I'm All right. Michigan, 14th, worst team. Wouldn't surprise me to see an upset in, in the Big Ten tournament, maybe. Nope, no, 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 that's not going to happen. They, they're, Kamwa, out for the season, wrist surgery really? today, okay. gone. Yeah, not going to happen at all. I, so this happened before this. I had thir- Penn State moved down to 13. They've been kind of in that hovering because Clary is gone, who's one of their best players, and then they go and storm back a couple times and beat Illinois tonight, who's clearly the second-best team. So – you know, they kind of, I had flipped them the week before. Ohio State had a huge upset. They beat Purdue um, with Diebler. 
you know, yeah. does that put him in the mix? I have them at 12. I have Rutgers at 11. Oh. Rutgers finally came to earth a little bit the other day against Minnesota, but they've been playing well. Indiana 10, although they're losing at home tonight to Nebraska early. Uh, Maryland 9, Iowa 8. Although I could probably maybe, I don't know that Iowa really has a chance at the NCAA tournament, really? but I could I could maybe they move them in that mid-pack or flip them with Minnesota at 7. And I'm going to say this. I had Michigan State all the way at 3 yesterday before um, when I was doing my notes before they played Iowa. I dropped them to 6, and I have them back on the bubble. And we'll talk more about Michigan State and State of the State. I've got Nebraska 5. They can climb maybe even ahead of Wisconsin if they can win at Indiana tonight. Wisconsin 4, Northwestern 3, Illinois 2, Purdue 1. This is one of the worst Big Tens I can remember. Horror. Awful. Um, I think my buddy Dobb said something like, this may be the first time in history with 14 teams anyway that all but like one team, maybe Illinois is the only other team that might not pick up um, an overall double-digit loss. Like most of the teams except for Purdue are going to have double-digit losses. Not in the conference, obviously, but overall. Um, yeah. It is a weak, weak, weak league. And – yeah, I'll I'll save the um I'll save the Michigan State part for the state of state, but yeah, it's it's rough. Um no one's impressed. like Purdue, I, I still don't think that they're gonna make a run because of the way they play. I, mm-hmm. I don't. Um it's just it's not good. It's an average league. Six teams at most are gonna get in. I mean it's the same as the Mountain West for, for crying out loud. Mountain West has like three teams in the close in the Ken Palm thing yeah. this week. Crazy. Um, yeah, you want to give your Ken Palm? Well, I mean, yeah, we just kind of blew through the Big Ten, but like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if an Ohio State or a Rutgers. Someone's going to make noise. Somebody's going to make some noise. Penn State did it last year as a 10 seed. Um, Nebraska is going to, you know, potentially be a four seed, so they may get a double bye, but like they're definitely built that way. They're, they're last year's. They need to prove a little bit more away from. Uh, home, they're phenomenal at home. I think they're sixteen and one now at home. Um, so, like a win tonight at Indiana, for example, would be huge for them. Um, but this is just like, and, and look across college basketball. College basketball is down, right? Like if yeah, you look in the top oh. ten, the amount of teams that have six, seven, eight losses is pretty crazy. Um, and we're going to get to a question from Mitchapalooza a little bit later that I thought was an excellent question for Mailbag, but. Um, this is just this is a bad Big Ten, and again, as my buddy Dauber pointed out, who is the number one draft pick? Who's the first round draft pick in the NBA this year? Maybe in the Shannon? Big Ten, Shannon. Maybe. Five. Who else? Nobody, right? There's no stand. I mean, Ed maybe. Well, no. Ed. I, I mean, because he's seven four, but like, I, there's not a, a guy. I. I mean, maybe Khalil Ware off potential alone from Indiana because he's seven foot and can shoot it and rebound. But well, in the NBA, we know maybe AJ Store eventually for Wisconsin. Right. But going out like guys that are ready to go Cam to the Christie, NBA now. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't see it. Even if some of those guys are because the NBA is so stupid the way they draft, um, it's not it. Not in your old school, like, reality world of guys that are actually ready to go, NBA ready to go. Maybe Shannon. That's it. That's the only guy that I would waste a first-round draft pick yeah, on. Yeah, he's, he's good. Because he's, he's the real deal. So, um, yeah, weekly Ken Palm. I, I looked at this yesterday. Obviously, the Ken Palm is very fluid and it changes. But here's the weekly update. Um, again, teams in the top 40 on offense, top 22 on defense have won the Natty every year since Ken Palm, which is 2002. So, as of – this was actually as of yesterday – but none of these teams, I don't think, dropped out. Purdue, um, two on offense, 21st, and a big drop on defense. UConn, 
Um, they might have changed actually since yesterday because they got waxed last night by by Creighton. Lost their lost their losing or their winning streak. They had tied themselves in like a oh oh oh. UConn's dropped twenty third defensively. Oh, they really? No longer lie in the window. Wow, they dropped out. They went from eleventh on Tuesday to twenty third after they got railed by Creighton. Um, you know, they, and I had said actually in my notes from yesterday, a big rise, actually big fall. Uh, their offense is great. They obviously had a bad game against Creighton, but what I was getting at is they had tied themselves in the 83-84 St. John's is the longest Big t- Big East winning streak at 14 games. Had a chance to to set that record um, last night, and obviously that didn't happen at Creighton. So we see UConn falls just on the outside. I still think they'll probably end up in it. So, and honestly, if they let's just say the season ended today and they were third and twenty third. I probably would be putting two or three of my pools on UConn to win. I think they're the best team. Yeah, they're they're really good. Um, Arizona, at least as of again yesterday, some of these things are fluid. But six twelve, six on offense, twelve on defense. Houston has consistently been pretty much top yeah, on they're, defense. They're fifteen on offense. Um, love or hate Kelvin Sampson, they're a nice team. Uh, once they kind of got their feet wet, they play in like the Michigan 12, State used to play. Yeah, kind of. Once they got their feet wet in the Big Twelve, they they've taken off. Tennessee sixteen on offense, five on defense. That's a solid team. North Carolina. It's been solidly in there, 17-0, 14-D. Auburn's still in there, 22 on offense, 4 on defense. So, um, got, a, got a couple of cheaters in in that in that Ken Palm Natty territory between Sampson and um, Bruce Pearl. Marquette, 23-18, so they're in there. Michigan State, actually, the 18 is not going to be true because Michigan State, we did adjust today. They're, they fell to 32 on offense and 18 on defense. Didn't fall much on defense from where they were. And Iowa State actually snuck in there, thirty-eight on offense, third on defense. So um, that's a new a new mover that moved in. Um, obviously, UConn moved out, and and kind of the guys in the periphery. Duke is ten and twenty-five, so they're close on defense. Creighton, this was again before last night. They may be in it now, eighteen and twenty-four, so they're pretty close. Um, new Mexico, Colorado State, San Diego State are all kind of in the mix. They're like hovering around that edge, close enough, you know. New Mexico and Colorado State are like in the 30 range on defense, but they're in the top 40 on offense. Mm-hmm. Don't look now. Wake Forest actually is 35th on kind offense, 29th on defense. So they're not that far out. Kansas is is falling way off on offense, 46th, but they're ninth on defense, so they could easily move back into there. And San Diego State is actually close. They're 51st on offense, but they're ninth on defense. So we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, as we get closer, we're not that far away from March Madness now. It's going to get crazier yet. Winning on the road is a near impossibility. And uh, we especially seen it in the Big Ten, but we're seeing it like UConn last night getting absolutely blasted at Creighton. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you want to run through where we think Big Ten teams lie on the seed line? Oh, yeah, sure. In Final Four, or I mean, in, in uh, number one seeds. Uh, yeah, just or in Big Ten in general. My my one seeds this week, I, they're UConn, Purdue, Arizona, Houston. Um, I think it's the same as the committee had. Yeah, I would I would go with that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee maybe has an outside shot. I think UNC maybe has an outside shot. Kansas maybe maybe Kansas would have an outside shot if they ran the table the rest of the way. But yeah, I think that's that's going to be pretty lock solid. I honestly, right now, I mean. It, it's hard to say Michigan State is not going to be in because if you look at the landscape of college basketball and Michigan's net and their strength of schedule and all the things that they have going for them, they're a shoe in. 
But it win games. You got to win games in the next four games. There's no gimmies. Ohio State all of a sudden snapped back to life with a win over Purdue, so they're full of confidence. Purdue. You got to go to Purdue. You got to play Northwestern, who's had your number what three times in a row, I think, or yeah. something like that, uh, including the last two times they played you in East Lansing, I believe. Um, and then you got Indiana at Indiana, which is never a, a, an easy place to play, even though they're they're middling at best. Um, I think Purdue is a number one seed. Illinois, even despite their loss I think tonight, five. I think Illinois is still a nice team, but I think yeah, they're probably in that their five range. Are very good. Wisconsin, I have them as a five six. I got Wisconsin more like a seven. I mean, they hit the skids, and I I just they should have lost. I don't know. I yeah, uh, I don't. I don't, I'm not that impressed with Wisconsin anymore. They've really really fallen off. And here's the thing. Their offense has vastly improved. Their defense is not Wisconsin's yeah, it's not defense. Wisconsin and defense travels, guys. Like, there's a reason top 22 on defense, top 40 on offense. Like, you got to be a lockdown type of team. I think Nebraska is probably like a 10. Yeah. At this point, I think Michigan State's a play-in. I think they're like a whatever those are, yeah. 12s, 13s. I I 11. expect. I I think Michigan State, if they get to. 19 wins, they're going to be an 8 or a 9. If they get to 20-plus, I think they're a 7. That's just how it's going to work. They did last year. They were in the same record. I looked at this last year. Michigan State was 16-10 and 10, um, and 17-11 at one point. Um, so very, very similar to last year um, at this time, um, almost to the to the date, actually. Uh, I think we lost to Iowa to make us 16-11. and um, 11. Um, last year, oh, so. shocker, happening again. So yeah. All right, so that is it. that is hoops. So second quarter, uh, aka spot two is hodgepodge mailbag. We got a lot of them. We got some some good ones from that I threw in there. We got some good ones from Chris and Mitchapalooza is back to the pod with questions. So let's fire at them. This is one I saw. College football is considering adding a two minute warning. Yay or nay on that? No, because I don't want more timeouts. Right, it's gonna, it's gonna kill. <laughs> game already takes. It already enough. takes four hours. Like I don't know on why the NFL can be three fifteen almost on the nose, three twenty max, and college football is a four hour game. Two minute warning is gonna make it worse unless you take away the third timeout. You want to do that? Okay, fine. But I don't know. Like, why do you need that? I don't. I mean, you're just trying to be like the NFL. Why don't you just start showing Taylor Swift every five seconds during a game too? Like I. I think that's a wasteful, a wasteful rule. Um, this is a great one from Chris. Would you be a better putter if every time inside of five feet you got punched in the balls if you missed? Hmm. <laughs> no. Or would you be more shaky and clinchy over shaky. the over the putt? Um, I think probably be more shaky. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, funny, funny story. So my dad, when he was teaching me how to play golf, he used to he used to use this kind of picture when you were playing like the keep your head down adage right he's like think of a fish line tied around your ear with a hook on your sack and that if you lift your head you're going to rip yourself <laughs> like that was kind of how we trained the discipline to keep your keep your head down i mean obviously you need to keep your your head goes up with your contact and whatever but like to not peak at contact um i gotta think that it's like anything right I'm Chris, I mean, you'd get conditioned after a while to not miss that putt. Um, and it would be a different ball game if we actually putted things inside of three feet very often because it doesn't happen very often. But great question. I think, yes, I would get better. Ryan thinks he'd get worse. Here's one that I threw out there. I, we'll talk about golf a little bit in a, in a bit too. And um, great, 
victory with a great Sunday round, but should Hideki learn English already? Yes, he's been playing the PGA Tour for like ten, like how long? Like yeah, he's won years? majors and like come on, dude, it's like like pick up Babbel. It's not that hard. Like you just need to be able to speak enough English to be you know discernible. Like I think that's almost kind of disrespectful in a way to the PGA Tour, to be honest. Um, this was a Chris question before the Iowa game. Odds Michigan State finishes out with just one more conference loss. Obviously, that already happened last night. So with four games left on the schedule, we'll answer that. What are the odds that Michigan State goes 3-1 and one or better against Ohio State at home, Purdue on the road, Northwestern at home, Indiana Three and one the in the last four. I think it's doable if you get... If you get the Michigan State that played against Penn State, you get the Michigan State that played against that's a big if. Yeah, I mean it is. It's a it's a Jekyll Knight team. I, I I'm gonna say yes. I think I think Michigan State does it. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like they're gonna do it. And then they're gonna lose a first game in the Big Ten tournament, be a seven or eight seed, win a game, and you know play against a, a UConn or a North Carolina in the second round, and you know play a play them tight like they did Duke a couple years ago, and end up losing by you know anywhere from seven to ten points. I mean, it's just how it's going to work. That's that's where Michigan State's at. Michigan State goes two and two down the stretch at best, maybe one and three. Well, you didn't even watch I, I don't think – and I didn't even watch the game last night. I don't think there's a chance in hell because, let's face it, they played like garbage against Michigan. They got lucky playing against arguably the worst Michigan team in at least 20 years, um, talent-wise, coaching-wise, and everything else. And it took – a late run from Michigan State and only a 10-0 run over like five and a half minutes. And part of that's because Michigan is so inept on offense um, down the stretch. Like, I, I don't see them going better than 2-2. Two and two. And maybe 0-1 depends on the matchup, maybe 1-1. One one. I just don't think this team cares. We'll get to that a little bit more in the next spot. But all right, now let's go to the Michapalooza portion of the mailbag Based on recent recruiting success, I think you said, Ryan, you got like a top 50 guy. Drew Valentine at Loyola Chicago um, has to be the front runner for Izzo's replacement, yes. right? Yep. I agree 100%. 100%. I do not think it's Mark Montgomery. I do not think oh, that it's God. DJ. I hope not. I, I fear that Izzo's going to want to go there. And look, those are great Michigan State guys. I have nothing against them as Spartans. They're phenomenal Spartans. They are not built to be that guy. Drew Valentine is a good young up-and-coming coach. He's cut his teeth at a program that had great success under Porter Moser. Kind of stepped back a little bit last year when all the Moser's guys kind of went out. And, and they now, went up a And now he's got conference. his now he's got his own. Yeah, and they went up a conference. Now he's got his own guys. Um, and he's having a really successful year this year. I I think he's got to be the front runner. He's young. He's a guy that can stick around for a while. He's been with the program. Yeah. His family. His, his he's got the family played, legacy. Carlton. Played. You know Denzel. I I I hope and honestly, I, I got to tell you, I kind of hope now. <laughs> I kind of hope next year. I, I'm not I'm not going to pull any punches on that, but we'll get to that. All right, Mitch. Second question: Has college basketball gotten too unpredictable? He says I almost appreciated it more when there were blue bloods at the top, loaded with talent, and the underdogs were truly underdogs, not just portal stack teams. I'm talking about you, FAU. Um, so what do you think? Has it gotten too unpredictable? Yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, does it kind of take away? I mean, the upsets of March Madness minus the 16s, like Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue or, uh, the golden retrievers over Virginia, 
those are like or the 15 twos and maybe the 14 threes but the rest aren't are they really upsets anymore when no, when, when the dukes I mean, and the kentuckys and the michigan states and the north carolinas and the kansases aren't are good but not great when eight to ten to twelve teams are probably going to be in that ken palm you know category that's needed to win most years it's five or six yeah i mean it's it's, it's become it's become unpredictable because of the portal. Not as much NIL in college basketball, but because of the, the portal, portal, and the portal does not make college sports better. Period. So I kind of agree with you, Mitch, from the perspective of it made March a little more interesting in that way. Like upsets were truly upsets. Now is it really an upset when an FAU team right, they had a bunch they were of old loaded with former high Texas level guys? Tech, like all these guys that played right? high level. Like yeah, it was a cool story and it was an amazing story. But like talent wise, they were pretty toe to toe with those teams. I mean, maybe not quite as good as a Duke or not quite as good as a Kentucky or a Purdue or whatever, but pretty close. Versus usually you think of like when Michigan State was a, fi- a two and they lost to 15 Middle Tennessee State. That was a good Middle T- Tennessee State team. That Middle Tennessee State team wouldn't go to the Final Four. No. No way. Like, I, I think I think it has watered down college basketball. And this, you know, when they bubble back up to the top that they want to make the tournament 96 teams, you want to talk about ruining something great, change March Madness as it is beyond NIL and beyond the portal. If you expand the tournament, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. And it's just not. It's becoming unwatchable already. Yeah, I, I'm not here for that. I'm here for fun upsets and good basketball and true underdog stories. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. All right, next question. Golf related from Mitch. If you could caddy for one current pro at an event of your choosing, who would it be and where? You know, it would be hilarious to caddy for Jordan Spieth at Augusta. I just would want to fight with him over him doing so. I thought, I thought about Spieth uh, just because he just would be so entertaining to talk to. But I would, like, yeah, I don't know. You got to be on your game. Like, his caddy is a, he's good. Griller, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. I think I'd want to do JT because I think JT would mess around a little bit. Joke with you a little bit. He's not super serious, but yet he's pretty fiery and competitive. I think JT would be fun. I don't know. Scotty strikes me as he might be just kind of a little too pedestrian. I like. I really like Scotty Scheffler, but he, I don't know that he would be as much fun. I think Ricky would be fun though too. Yeah, he probably would. Ricky be. Fowler would be fun. Ricky, I would more rather play with than a foursome. So I'll, I'll go JT. And you say Spieth. Yeah. And you said, and I'll I'll say JT at. Um. You know, probably not necessarily a, a major, but you know, we'll we'll say TPC Sawgrass, um, is the fifth major, if you will. So that's that answers the question all the way. All right, his last question, Mitch's last question: The Lions are linked to multiple high-profile def- defensive free agents. Do we go that route or build through the draft? I wouldn't mind paying for an All-Pro like Hunter or Gilmore. I think they're gonna do a mix. I think they're gonna either get a high-level edge free agent or corner free agent then draft whatever they didn't in the first round go after um the line i've, I've heard the jarius sneed from the chief's name come up um kendall fuller from the commanders josh allen from defensive end josh allen from uh jacksonville brian burns from carolina like those guys put those guys on that defense and mm-hmm. you instantly improve then you get a, a rookie in there that's good um I mean, can learn. Um, I think you need to mix it because look, the draft is still the Lions have d- it's shown they do an excellent job. Holmes a great drafter. He's a great drafter, but it still is a little bit of a crapshoot, right? Like, is it really going to translate? Are they going to be, you know, like a 
J will like a JMO. He obviously messed around and got hurt and did the gambling thing and is kind of like, so you could have that situation where they don't pan out right away. Now he's starting to pan out. Um, so I think you kind of have to mix it because it's nice to stay young. It's nice to have rookie contracts, which kind of gets you the three to five years of, Hey, we got these guys as our solid core. Um, and it keeps you under the salary cap, but I think you need to mix in a savvy vet an experienced guy. You got to be careful not to go for somebody that's too washed up. I think you need like a, kind of at the peak of his game type of corner. I think I would actually rather build my defensive backfield through free agency and maybe go a little bit younger up front. Just to be honest, there's not as much wear and tear. Um, you'd, and meanwhile, just teach Hudsonson not to crap his pants and overrun every play all the time. Like just settle down and not be all about your stats and your pressures and stuff and actually stay in your lane. And I bet you you'd do even better. So I think that's a, that's a good question, Mitch. I think it's definitely a mix of both for me. I do think, like, if they could get a Snead, that would be huge. Um, I mean, he's Being locked Sutton up. as your two and then with the, and get a, draft a rookie in the second or third yeah. round. With the other guys. The defense they goes for they, they let Tracy Walker go. Yeah, that's he's a good lion, but, you know, it, that opens up cap space to go get a, another corner. and get Brian him. Allen got let go, too, from the Rams. Yeah, get him as our backup center. I'd take him. Uh, yeah, I would too. I was thinking about that with Ragnall kind of getting dinged up. Yeah. All right, moving on to third quarter. Going to continue. Ryan kind of did this in his open. Shout out Michigan State Hockey uh, with a little help from last place Ohio State who swept. I think they took yeah, – I don't know how it works. It sounds like they get three points for a win. I, it's whatever it is, they took five of six points from the series this weekend with Wisconsin. And it was because it was coming down to Michigan State going to Madison next weekend – um, and it still might. That's what it was looking like, and it was going to have to be at least a split in that for Michigan State to win the Big Ten. And now I think if Michigan State can take care of business against Ohio State, they'll clinch it, which would be great. Pairwise, they're like top five, top six in the country, so they're going to get into the to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a long time. And they got a chance. I mean, they're a super young team, but they're they can score goals. They've got a good goaltender who can get hot. So. Shout out to Michigan State Hockey. It's about the only real positive Michigan State has right now. Michigan State football's got good momentum. Yeah, the football team has good momentum. And then Throwing practice starts soon. Then there's the basketball team. So let me just start with this golden nugget from Dauber. Dauber's all over it. He, great job. I'm a live quote live tweeting me last night when I was on the road and out for dinner. He sent me about 80 texts to keep me up to speed with what was going on in the Michigan State game. So I knew knew what was going down. So I appreciate that. Um he threw a gem at us today in our group chat. This marks the fourth straight year that Michigan State has lost 10 games or more. The first time since 1981. Yep. Going to be 50. Like that from like 81 to 85. Most or likely to 52 losses in the last four years combined. Um, Unacceptable. I, I'm sorry. Like Izzo's first two years were a struggle. And then he snapped the lights on when Michigan State beat Purdue at Mackey. In his third season, when everybody wanted him fired in the press because he lost to U of D for a third straight time, and then obviously Michigan State got to the Sweet 16 and then three straight Final Fours. As quickly as he built that and then sustained it, it has it's hit, it's hit the block. shits lately. The last four years, and you know, it used to be pretty much the gold standard that every four-year player at Michigan State could count on making a Final Four. And that ended with Appling and Payne and that group. Um, sadly, they came close, but they didn't get in. And then... It's what 2019 was the last time 2020, arguably, but you never know, you know, like arguably they probably would have, you know, made a good run at it. They've been 
mediocre at best. Izzo is not willing to go to the portal. He hangs his hat on these guys that are not Michigan State guys because every press conference he says, I'm not basically, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not allowed to yell at them for doing making mistakes. So that tells me right there, Tom, if you're not allowed to be you as a coach, Why? stop coaching. I love you. I will love you forever, just like I love Coach D forever. Don't leave Michigan Don't State leave it basketball like Coach Don't do D it. left Michigan State football. Uh, again, I love Coach D. He just he got burned out and he stayed a little bit too long and he left us in a in a tough spot, left us in a tough time. We ended up settling and getting Tucker. Now hopefully we can fix that pretty quickly, but um I don't want to see that happen in Michigan State basketball. Michigan State basketball has worked so hard to, to become a blue blood, to become be, a gold to be there with Duke, to be there with I mean, in a way, Michigan State has replaced Indiana as a blue blood because Indiana hasn't really been squat since they went to the championship game in what was that? Oh, two. Two or oh three. Um they've been pretty mediocre. And like, is that what you want again, where you're hanging your hat on the the you know, for Indiana it's still the Bob Knight days when he won three natties, and for us it's you know, when Izzo got to eight final fours and won a natty and whatever. Like, no, I don't want that for Michigan State. I don't I don't want that. Michigan State has too much of a legacy built up. And while last week was good since the last pod, you know, they won at Penn State. Tremendous first half. Their second half was actually they played Penn State outplayed them. And then that carried over in the Michigan game. Um, Michigan's just bad. Michigan State, you know, does things like, Cohen Carr has eight points off the bench in the first half, doesn't play a lick in the second half. Booker gives great minutes, doesn't, doesn't play. Doesn't play. Um, and then I didn't see the game last night, but based no. on the stats, same thing happened last night. And then Izzo's excuses are, well, it's not, you know, the book's not about bully ball, and he can't guard the perimeter, so it's not really well, – whose fault is that? So teach him. Teach him or just do it. Or you with live it. with it. Or you live with it because Ryan did a study. I don't know if he's going to talk about it or not. Showed it to me briefly. Michigan State – sucks in the post. Cooper's at least serviceable, he's a, but he's a backup. He's a backup. He is a 12 to 15 center. minute a game backup. I'm sorry. Kohler belongs at Valparaiso or somewhere else. As, Slow. as Valenti would call him, Kareem Abdul-Jakohler. Um, air balls, hook shots. He he fights for rebounds. That's about Makes, the only redeeming Dribbles ball off his feet, throws bad passes. And Mati Sissoko is playing as if he's a high school freshman, not, a, not, a, a, not a senior. I mean, he's just – and yet Izzo says, I need to stop listening to the critics and I need to play Mati more. I, excuse me, what? Yeah. Tom, have you watched these games? He's you know, scored it, in six games. And I, and I I know some fans will look at it and go, oh, yeah, but look at their stats and look at AJ. He's playing great. No, he's no. not because stats do lie. Like you can score a lot and you can have assists and you can be pretty good with the ball. That doesn't mean you're playing well because you need to do your job all the way around. Madi's minus, plus minus is minus, minus. He was the only minus in the Michigan game. I don't know from last only night. Only minus in the been Penn State game. Highly minus last night. And, and that's Tom's fault. He didn't go out to the portal. He refused to go to the portal. He's not good at he's a guard guy. He's a point guard guy. He's not he's a point guard whisperer. He's not a developed big guys guy. Um, you know, Wojcik's doing the best that he can, but he's he's dealt like I mean, this is crap. caliber talent. These guys, these guys wouldn't start anywhere else in the Big Ten. I'm no, sorry. Not no. nowhere. And and you can tell me, oh, it's his foot, it's whatever. He was great in the summer. Jackson Kohler's slow, and he's a little bit undersized, and he's kind he's of fat, eight, yeah. and he's not that athletic. And, yeah, he fights for rebounds, and it's not like he's not trying. I'm not arguing he's that. Not the only good. player I'll say doesn't try is, is Hogarth. And you, you can at me all you want. 
Hogard is a ball hog. Hogard blames his teammates. He's not a leader. He's, has he done some good things like in the Illinois game a couple weeks ago and led Michigan State to win? Yep. What does he do more often than not? He finds a way to screw it up for Michigan State. Um, I mean, it's it, it's I, there's a reason why a couple weeks ago I said this is my least favorite Tom Izzo team ever. And, you know, we'll go back to when I really started to follow Michigan State. It was like 89 because, um, as we all know, I was on the dark side early. Tom got to me. Uncle Tom got to me. Um, and then I, you know, had that epiphany when I was a junior at, at Forest Hill Central um, and switched over. But, like, honestly, this is probably, again, even with Izzo's first two teams, which were NIT teams, and one of Judd's teams, which was an NIT team, this is, this is my least favorite Michigan State team since I've been a Michigan State fan. They don't care, except for Hall, who they're wasting. Like, he's the quintessential – Holy, holy bleep, I've got 20 games left, and then my career is going to be over. And minus a, a game or two here or there. And look, that you're going to have that, right? Like at Minnesota, you had a tough night at the free throw line that, that you know, we know about the Northwestern game where he threw up the goose egg. He has held Michigan State together. He and, and Walker, for his, like Ryan said tonight when we were talking when I got back, is dinged up. We don't even know how dinged up he is. You know, he didn't move the same. He's... You know, he's still averaging like 18 points a game. If you take those two guys off the team, this team is, That's is right points. there with Michigan in the bottom of the Big Ten. Like, Aikens shows flashes, and I don't think his is for lack of effort. Like, I think just AJ is consistent. lack of effort. He's just – Aikens is just isn't consistent enough. Um, Soko sucks. Cooper's a great, you know, bench guy, but he's not starter, and he has to play starter caliber minutes. Kohler's not it. You don't play Booker and Carr, who are top 50 recruits. Like, what program in America doesn't play their top 50 recruits 20 minutes a game? I mean, and there's an excuse every time. Yeah, we're, he's doing great. We're going to get him more minutes. No, you're not, Tom. Why don't you just tell the truth? I don't like how he plays. I don't like his motor. I don't like his defense. Whatever it is you don't like about him, just be honest. Because sugarcoating it for us, we're not dumb. Most Michigan State fans are not dumb. And I'm telling you what we know. I'm worried now that Carr is going to leave. I didn't think so. Polo doesn't think that Carr will leave. He thinks he has his head on straight. Not one person I've talked to thinks that Booker's coming back next year. No. Well, I, I didn't know this until I, you know, I, I'm not a guy that, you know, posts on the message boards. But, you know, once a day during work, if I have a lull, I'll, I'll go on. I, I, I subscribe to On3, the Spartan Mag, which I, I really like. Um, Jim Camperoni, when what he has to say is really good football and basketball, they have good recruiting stuff, whatever. So reading some of the stuff. And I, it was brought to my attention, I did not know this, that Booker's mom has been tweeting, I, we were lied to by Izzo. Mm. So that's yeah, lovely he's, to he's see gone. that. You, you think that that, you think that that helps Michigan State trying to get high-level recruits? Yeah, he's gone. The, I mean, it's a shame because then, you know, yes. It's is, a waste. Was he a little bit overrated? I, yes. heard, I, heard, it was all I, I heard it going into his senior year it was, that he – was still very raw and he didn't have the motor and he had to learn those things. But I'm sorry, Tom, like you, on one hand, you lament that you can't coach guys the same way because you can't yell at them. On the other hand, haven't you figured out that if you don't just kind of like learn how to deal with it, that these guys are going to leave? Like you put all that recruiting effort in to watch him grow a he little bit under you. He went to 40 games. And he's going to he's gonna leave. He, he Maybe he'll only go to like a Butler, which isn't only, but it's not like a power, true power five. I mean, I guess Big East. They moved their way up. Like, they were like, the Horizon League 12 he's, years ago. He's going to go somewhere. 
mark my words, he's going to end up having a great year Peter or Brooks two. style. Yep. And he's going to be, everybody's going to look and go, what in the hell? Um, I just, I, I mean, I got to give the team, like for last week, okay, they won two road games. Actually, I think Michigan State has one of the better road records in the Big Ten. Sat- it's third really best. hard to win in the road in the Three Big Ten. Five. Um, but again, those were pretty like precarious games against two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Um, you know, and if Michigan State plays Penn State, like Penn State played tonight at Rec Hall, I think Michigan State loses that game. If Michigan had a heartbeat and a pulse and a coach, Michigan State probably loses that game. It was more or less a neutral site game because even Hall said afterwards he heard go green, go white more than he heard Michigan fans. But to lose for a third time at the Breslin Center, that used to be a 92% win percentage for Michigan State. Like, yeah, they might lose to a Duke or they might lose to like one upper echelon Big Ten team at home, maybe. Now they're routinely losing to Northwestern at home a couple Iowa. times in a row. They're losing to Iowa. Nebraska. They struggled to beat Iowa at home last year. Nebraska, Penn State. Like, we're not talking about like the good Ohio State. Purdue, Illinois. I mean, not good Illinois, not good Purdue. Like, they're losing to mediocre teams. They lost to James Madison to start the season as the number four team in the country. That was the warning. We, we have. I mean, I I want to believe January, February, Izzo. I don't believe it. I don't think that this team has the guts. I don't think they have the wherewithal. I don't think they have the coaching. I think Michigan State's assistant coaching staff is as, is as pedestrian as you can get for an upper echelon blue blood program. I don't think there's not one guy there that you worry if you're a fan is going to leave and you're going to be like, so dang, take a, how do we replace To take them? a job at Temple. Right. It, it just it is it is it's just trash. It's I mean no offense. The, the Antonio did. It's Monty, the same thing. Monty, great great Spartan, great Spartan point guard led us to a Big Ten championship with Smitty and guys. Like I don't I don't have anything against him. He's a retread. He went to Northern Illinois, had a losing record, and he's back on our staff, and he's okay at best. Wojcik was on the staff, went away, had a couple head coaching jobs. You know, things didn't go his way and some things. Well, here's the thing. He was kind I think of a bully or whatever. Wojcik's the best one. He should be our third assistant, not our second right. or first. Right. No, right. no. Exactly. I just, you know, Izzo, how much time he sits there and he just sits. Like, I, I just, I, do, I, I don't buy that he's not. And I, I kind of hope he really is, ret- you know, introspective and looks at it and says, Am I really cut out for this anymore? Yes, he has the energy, but like, go, Tom, go be an ambassador. Go, we'll give you a job for life in the athletic department. Nobody's going to hate you. In fact, you're probably going to maintain your legacy if you just leave sooner than later. Um, I would rather take my lumps now and get a new guy and regrow the program than continue to watch it kind of wither on the vine. And that's what's happening. I mean, you know, on it's this team, slow and painful on death. this team, Walker, yes, he was a was a transfer. That's the only one. Hogard, you were comparing to Mateen. What an insult to Mateen. What an insult to Cassius. What an insult to Denzel. What an, what an insult, insult to freaking Tum Tum Marin yeah. Jr. Like Travis Walton. I mean, the way we went through that. Like I, I, he. This is not Michigan State basketball. This Michigan State basketball is founded on toughness, rebounding, defense, and running. They don't do any of those things Can't anymore. rebound worth a lick. Got back cut up a storm the other night, so they don't play defense anymore. You got, like, Hall and Tyson, and Tyson's playing again hurt, and sometimes Aikens. 
that's the best you got in defense. You don't have true rim protection. It is a bad Michigan State basketball team, and they don't deserve. They don't. In my mind, if college basketball wasn't so mediocre, to Mitch's point, Michigan State doesn't deserve to be a tournament team this year. They no. they just they'll don't. sneak in. We'll, we'll get and the they're one of the oldest teams in college yeah. basketball. We'll, we'll get in because we stumbled into you know winning a few games like Illinois. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll be. You and, know, and keep it within twenty against Purdue, and like, oh, you know, they're they have potential. You know, they 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 beat Baylor. They won by thirty against Baylor. They almost beat Duke. They almost beat Arizona. I'm tired of almost. Almost doesn't matter. Almost it, doesn't matter. Almost is when you're building your program. And here's the thing, I get it. Everybody's like, oh, but the streak, but the streak. Can't only Kansas has a longer streak. Okay, so I heard this on the Valenti show a couple weeks ago. The Red Wings had a streak too, and they were just happy with getting back to the playoffs every year. And they lost that hunger and that fight to win the Stanley Cup. And look what happened to them. What, four, five, six years now that they haven't even made yeah, the playoffs? Terrible. That's what's going to happen at Michigan State if they don't get the shit fixed. Like, I'm not okay with the streak. I, Mitch asked the question, I think it was at the beginning of the year, what is the expectation? He said Final Four or bust. And, 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 he said Final Four or bust. And I, and I did argue that national championship, you can't, is really hard because actually I've got a stat that I'll, I'll share with you in a minute. It's almost um, impossible. It's it's There's a lot of things that have to happen. It's not always just Injuries, flat out the best matchups. Team. Yeah, I mean, like the, the Michigan State team that lost to Middle Tennessee State, that was a Final Four caliber team. Yep. And they the should Michigan have probably State been one that lost to Syracuse. That was a Final Four caliber team. Yeah. Um, it's just so, but Sweet Sixteen is is my expectation. Even in, a, in an second average week. year, second weekend is my expectation for Michigan State. That's where I think I think that should be Duke fans' expectation, Kentucky fan, um, Kansas fan. Like that's the expectation. Yes, some years you're not going to get there, but generally speaking, that's the expectation. Now we're just happy that we might scrape by and might not a be game. a last four in and might win a game. Like, no, it's 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 not okay being a seven seed all the time when you used to be a one and a two and a three seed all the time. Like, it's it's not okay. And Michigan State fans need to voice that. And, and hey, Alan Haller has to have a serious conversation with Tom to say, Tom, I know you still want to do this. We love you, brother. You're going to be – you're the legend. You put Michigan State into blue blood – category like you took a good thing that judd built which had lots of ups and downs but was good and you made it great so don't drive it back to good like don't get to the point where it's so far gone that michigan state fans have to suffer and not only then does the quote-unquote lovely streak go away but then they suck for years like that's i don't want to be indiana basketball i don't want to be indiana basketball you work too hard to get there Stay on top. And if you can't stay on top with your principles and your values and the way that you, you want to coach, out. you got to get out. If you if you don't feel like you can coach the way you need to coach that gave you success, that is your sign to step away. That's why Krzyzewski, whether he took the parade or not, that's why he did it. That's why Roy Williams did it. Jay that's Wright. why Jay Wright did it. They're like, I'm done. It's not it's not my time anymore. I just it's it's passed me by in terms of how I want to coach. And I get it. Flexibility and change is important. And, and I'm not suggesting that, you know, we should be so rigid that we can't change. But when you when you go to the podium time after time and you say, it's well, I same, can't coach these guys the same way anymore. Is, is it's the same isms that are being recycled and it's ridiculous. So this was a stat that Ryan threw out the other day. Um, talking about how hard it is in March. The most underrated thing about March Madness is the complete and utter luck it takes. 
Michigan State has beaten 14 top three seeds since 1999, 55 total wins. UConn only has beaten nine top three seeds with 47 total wins. They have five national championships. Michigan State has one. It's ridiculous. They faced two eights and fives in title games. So the point being there is it takes luck. And could Michigan State be that lucky team? Yeah, but I don't want to be that lucky team. I mean, yes, Putting you have to have someone. I don't, I don't want it to be like, hey, maybe we're just going to luck into this. No, I want to be the favorite. I want to have the target on my back. I don't want to be the, hey, isn't that great? Check the box. They get 25 tournaments in a row. I don't want to be the next Red Wings and then watch us suck in my late, in my mid-50s and in my 60s. I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I expect more from Michigan State. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's I I was last night. I I I tried to keep it calm, and I couldn't. Like I, it, it I was so angry. I was see. I was literally shaking. I was so angry watching that basketball game. Like I, the most fundamental things they can't do it. They yeah. can't jump stop. They can't make a layup. They make stupid passes. They step out of bounds. They have no court awareness. They don't they get back watch left ball, right. you man. They don't box out. They don't. They don't communicate. They don't get on the floor. They don't hustle off. I said, I was saying to mom, I said, I would give my left foot to wear that jersey one time and play a game. And these guys piss all over it. Mm-hmm. They have no pride. Yeah. No pride. And it's, it, it's, a, it's embarrassing. And you can, and Izzo, and, and people all you want can blame the generation, then fix it. You're just going to sit there and watch it happen, or are you going to fix it? I say fix it. That's why I'm outspoken about things that I don't like, because it's got to start somewhere. So do something about it. So if you don't like it, do something about it. And that means either shit or get off the pot. Exactly. That means truly do something do about it and stop talking about it. Or fade off into the sunset and be a fundraiser for Michigan exactly. State. And either way, I'm going to love you just the same. But either you do it or you don't. You're all in or you're not. No more excuses. No. We, we, this isn't Michigan State basketball. This isn't the Michigan State basketball I grew up watching. Excuses get you to the kind of year that Michigan basketball is having. Oh, yeah, heart heart transplant, oh, you know, injury, suspension. We would have had Shannon, but we couldn't get into school, exactly. blah, 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 blah. Like, I, oh, I, like, I, don't, I don't want to hear excuses. No, that's not – we're not – Win ball that. games. Yeah, Michigan State has three multi-billionaire mortgage guys that are money at people. I don't care if it's other teams do. Like, you think that UConn didn't do that to get Cam Spencer? Swallow your pride and play the game, Tom. Swallow your pride and you play the game. You won't. Don't worry. All right. Now a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Golf. Genesis last week. Um, we Crazy. You had Tiger with Tiger. Was in, and then he withdrew because he was sick. And you had Spieth at the DQ. Um, super interesting. Don't know how that happens. I was talking about that last night at dinner with one of our salespeople's husband. And he's a tennis guy, but he likes to watch golf. And he's like, how does that happen? Like they literally go through six checks and balances. And, and he still signed the wrong scorecard. I I don't understand. I, I don't. Yeah, that's like almost impossible to do, honestly. Um, and he was in, you know, in decent contention. He, he was in the top ten. He, like he was playing well. Like I mean, we saw Cantlay choke this away. He played terrible on the weekend. Yeah, he had a great first two days, and then it was 
worse than that, right? He was plus for the rest of the week. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. he's plus plus one. 13 under going in on Thursday and Friday, then one over. The Olympics are going to be there in a couple of years. I think they've got cool. a U.S. Open coming Genesis, up there. Oh, that course is, I would give such a, a lot. I would, such I would, a great looking course. I would give a couple paychecks to pay that play there. That place is unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a fun tournament kind of down the stretch. Hideki with a just an absurd Sunday um, gets a big win. Um, an elevated event. He Scotty was right up there again, right? Scotty. Um, who else up there? Willie Z. Um, yeah, it was good to see Zell Torres up there. Yeah, again. And I'm, the I'm gonna say this right now. This is my we said like bold golf prediction. I think Will Zell Torres is gonna win a major this year. I do. Yeah, he he really has bounced he back nicely. Come back from his injury, and he's already this good when he's keeps playing. And I think he's, he's, he's putting better man. too with the long putter. So yeah, he hits the ball so far. Um, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it was a fun, fun tournament. Um, looking forward to the next few. Mexico is not as big, but it's it's kind of a cool course. Um, how did, they had the B problem there last year. How did how did we do on our picks last week? Uh, let me see. Um, your guys twenty six combined. My guys sixty seven because JT missed the cut because after two rounds, like five guys missed the cut and he was one of them. So <laughs> lovely. Um, but we go into Mexico and then I think what's it next? Mexico then the. Um, and we go to Florida, right? The old Honda. Now it's the whatever it is where Charlie Woods is yep. going to try to qualify. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you get the Florida it. swing. You get the TPC in there. The Masters is around the corner. Jim Nance saving up that voice now that he's not doing basketball. And CBS is off golf now for, for a stretch because um, there's super basketball heavy coming up. But um, Mexico Open, did that start today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. I've got Gim and McNeely. All right, all right, I like it. Um, I'm going Finau. Um, he won oh, yeah, he, last year. He's a resort course. He's guy. a resort course killer. And then my second one, Emiliano Grio. He's quietly played really good golf in the last year. He can't. He was really good for a while, then he kind of fell off, and then he's gotten back to it. He's really good. Um, I think he's got a chance this weekend. Um, Trying to think. Uh, golf tough. courses in Michigan were open yeah, a couple of weeks ago. They're opening good. up again this weekend. Also, it's um, crazy. Tiger's son, Charlie, trying to qualify for the Cognizant um, in a couple of weeks. That would be crazy. And then they think Tiger would play in it. So what if he and his dad played together? That would be that would be one of the cooler things. Um, and his son's, what, 15, 16? Yeah, 15. Won the, as a freshman, won the state championship in yeah, Florida, he's, I think. He's going to be – he's next. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is – that would be pretty cool. Um, trying to think of anything else golf-wise. Came out live, screw live. I saw Neiman. They did um, special invites to the Masters Day. Neiman got one. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays he, well there usually. Yeah, he's he's had a nice actually. I think the the full nice swing game. Netflix couple weeks, couple two weeks from today. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything golf wise. If you don't, um, oh, looking finish. forward to the Florida swing. Yep, Lo- all those courses are spectacular in their own way. Um, all right, let's hit it with a sprint to finish. Should all All Star games just be canceled and yes. outlawed? Yes, I agree. Terrible. Should the PJ Tour do a par three challenge? Like a one tournament on a weekend that's just yep. all par. They they kind of used to do a special thing up at three tops, yeah. actually. It was like a yep. made for TV. Yeah, you yes, know, Phil played in that once. Yeah. Like 
I don't know that you could do a whole weekend that way, but I was oh, thinking like a two day cool event or something. Do like a on like an off weekend in like December or something. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean they used to do the skins game back when I was a kid, where you'd get like Trevino and Nicholas and Palmer and whatever. Yeah, like kind of like the matches now, but yeah, I think that'd be fun. When will college athletes be considered employees? Then they really will ruin it if that happens. That's going to unionize and everything else. Um, if they do that, then they should have to help subsidize the cost for normal students to go to college. That's what I'll say. It's probably going to happen sooner than later. I mean, I it's not. It's not an amateur sport anymore, anyway. So that's yeah, a joke. I hate it. Twenty twenty five is when I say. I think by the end of twenty five. Last one. Best stand up comedian ever. Oh. That's good. I mean, I I go back further than you. Obviously, Richard Pryor was really good. He's a little bit older, but Eddie Murphy was phenomenal. George Carlin is actually sneaky underrated too. Like, um, you know, he had the, Rip. you know, he he was great. He could get a little political at times, but actually has the similar viewpoint to what I would. So I really like Bill Burr now, honestly, because he also tells it like it is. I think the best all time though has got to be Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I'm Eddie Murphy. I mean, he's before my delirious. time, but the video, I could, I could the watch of all Eddie Murphy so delirious fun. in the red leather jumpsuit all day, every day. Yeah, he is one funny guy. Bill Burr is really good. I mean, before the allegations and bad stuff came out, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby was he pretty, was actually pretty, really good, too. pretty funny. Yeah, um, Jonathan Winters, he goes way back. Like, there's been some classic comedians for sure, but yeah, Eddie Murphy for me is he's he's got my money. All right, that's uh, episode 162. We appreciate you guys listening. Got a whole full Major League Baseball season under our belt now. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Baseball's coming up soon, too. Tigers uh, in spring training now could be a solid team this year. But let us know what we want to hear. Um, definitely going to do a, a March Madness pool. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we'll communicate that as we get closer. And um, if you're interested in that, please let us know when we get closer. We can send out emails and texts. Um, and get everyone involved. So have some uh, have some fun there. But always appreciate the support. Um, couldn't do it without you. All right. In honor of Caitlin Clark and her bomb to oh, set the yeah. D1. Shout out to her for that. Good Lord. The D1 women's scoring record. You all know I was going to shoot a Logo 3 for the record. Come on now.